Welcome back to the latter side of everything. Coming to you live again once a week for these few busy, busy, busy weeks. Ah, the plug's right off the top. If you listen to this in the RSS form, maybe you want to find the blog. And that, of course, you can find on thelightcomedy.blogspot.ca and thelightcomedy.wordpress.com. If you do follow the blogs, maybe you want to find the RSS. You can find that. The lighter side of everything is on Stitch Radio, iTunes, and Feed Burner. That's right. And of course, for any all old episodes, those are on the. Not the, but the light comedy at the archive.org minus the. <laughs> so, this episode, as you've seen, Home remedies, home cooked, I'll say. Uh, when you add something like cooked in there, um, it, uh, it well, in some cases, like, mm, it's home cooked meal, it's good. But if uh, it's cooked in other senses, you mean like it's doctored, like he cooked the books. So that's how I'd like to think of both <laughs> senses of the word for this podcast. I'd like you to think of it as uh good home recipes and also mm, that seems a little manipulated um yeah i thought it was a very interesting topic and uh it's very fortunate because i have a a somewhat sty going on i say somewhat because i don't really i think i've had two or three i think this will be the third one in my life and uh they typically don't affect me the same way as other people like you Google, you know, which is always never a good thing. And these things um, that you see, like, they, they literally look like a pimple on the outside of the eye, but I've never really had that. Like, mine are just sort of, like, general inflammation sort of thing and, like, general, like, minor swelling. It's, it's red, like, the upper part of the eyelid. Um, yeah, like, when I first got one when I was a kid, uh, my whole eye swelled shut, basically, and I was like, what's going on? <laughs> you know, and you just wake up one day and your eye kind of hurts. And yeah, uh, the next one was in university and I sort of knew what it was more or less. Um, yeah. And so with that, like, I, th- I think I went and saw a doctor. They gave me these, these drops or whatever. Um, now, you know, a lot of people have different opinions about styes. It's one of those things, it's, it's not a medical emergency, and it goes away on its own, hopefully. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm presuming that it's better. Maybe someone who's a, a sty expert, who's had a lot of styes, could let me know. Um, I think it's better that I don't have, like, a little individual pimple thing. Um, I know I haven't got to the remedy part yet, but <laughs> explaining my situation. Um, yeah, I mean, I kind of felt it coming on last night. Uh, I'm in a unique situation where I don't have current glasses that I can wear to just like I have glasses that I can wear around, but I, I can't drive and I can't function in them. They're, you know, uh, eight, 10 years old now. Uh, I really should get new ones. I know and this is a motivator, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think I'll be forced to wear contacts. Luckily, um, it's the weekend still when you're hearing this and well, well, when I'm recording this, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I should be able to wear my non-prescription glasses for a lot of the day, but hey, 
you know, you Google a lot of stuff about that. You know, I do a whole thing about things you Google, but they say like, don't ever wear contacts. And then you go on like web.net or health or whatever. And it's like, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you can wear them. It's like, you you know, you can risk spreading infection, but it's like you can wear them. And since dyes are generally on the outside of things, blah, 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 you know. But all these other people who are not doctors seem to say, like, do not wear them, you will infect your cornea. And I'm like, oh, geez, that sounds dangerous. <laughs> but yeah, if anyone has any thoughts, comments, and experiences, like, contacts exploded my eye when I had to die, or it's fine. You know, always appreciate it. Anyways, enough introduction of that. So that situation, but then of course you go like, mm, these are the ways that I know to treat it. You know, with style, they say warm moth washcloth and not hot i always thought that was so funny um when i was a kid i used to get a lot of ear infections uh I, they tell me it, it ties hand in hand with being a diabetic and and that and you know it, largely it was like when it was cold and stuff like that and uh i still remember the last big ear infection i got and what it was from it was from playing like a uh, playing a football game in junior high and a flag football, so no equipment or whatever, and uh, yeah, and it was just cold and breezy and that, and like you don't think about it at the time, but then you know it's getting in your ears and yeah, and you know I guess in terms of prevention because that's the best cure <laughs> for people who don't have it. Uh, I never like I don't wear you know I wore headbands all the time in school and then toques and that, but. It's a little bit different when, you know, you work in an office and then my, you know, I tried not to make this into a hair podcast, but but I can't sometimes. <laughs> can't help it. Uh, my hair is kind of curly wavy, but I, I, I don't say I style it, but I get out of the shower and I like, I do stuff to it, you know, pretty much right away. It's not like super curly, but it's it's uh it's that naturally wavy. So I wear a toque or anything like that. Like it it affects it. <laughs> it does not like it's not the type of hair where I could just go back to it being presentable, let's say. And I have like mm, I don't know, medium length hair. How long would I say mirror is like couple couple inches maybe between one inch and two inch um yeah so it, you know i style it correctly and professionally but can't do that with a toque so what did i realize is my treatment well i realize that it's getting in the ears is where the infection happens right like the you know that's where it comes and and yeah so i just wear earphones like headphones like earphones i wear these phones for my ear yeah i just wear them and like that prevents it and you know i live in an area that's been so cold though uh, i've been walking to class i remember and i had my headphones in and the cables freeze i don't know how many of you live in colder climates in the winter like i do but at a certain point it gets so cold that like even a little distance like when i used to walk to high school and listen to music and that uh, I learned the like you put it under your before you leave the house. <laughs> Obviously, otherwise it'll be cold doing this. You put it under your jacket, and then eventually like under your shirt, and then that way it just stays out of the way, and things don't get caught in anything. And then also they have your body warmth and don't freeze. Um, yeah, that would happen a lot though when it got super cold. Was that the the, the little gap between your head and where they go into your jacket or shirt? 
uh, would would freeze, and then like the stiffness would make them fall out. And again, it creates its own problems because really, like you only have to you know wear a hood or something to keep the cold out, and then you're like, well, geez, now I'm messing up my hair again. Oh, it's all about the hair. <laughs> oh, so styles <laughs> and interfections. Um, yeah, like everyone's got their own remedies, and that's really why I wanted to have this episode is because with styles, you know, the warm washcloth. And my mom was saying something the other day. Maybe this is karma. Maybe this is just fitting. Uh, I was talking about our our dog. He has a, a like a one sort of leaky eye. I wouldn't say like runny or anything. And it's not like every single time, but it's one eye. He only gets goobers down his nose in one eye, and you're like, Ugh. and. Uh, yeah, my, my mom said, you know, like her dog used to have that. And and then she was saying about like using a tea bag, you know, you use it and then it gets cool enough. Some of you might be thinking, this is ludicrous. Other, others listening might be like, yep, every damn night. No. <laughs> Prevention is the best. Um, I don't say as a diabetic, JDRF, you should change your messaging about that. It's uh, kind of hurtful. But, maybe back to it, yeah, so, you know what, I'll, maybe I'll be trying the tea leaf thing, uh, if anything, I think it's a crazy story, and if it works, hey, everyone, everyone wants to have that home-cooked resume, resume, recipe for a cure, um, yeah, the, the remedies out there, like, obviously, you know, doctors, like, I don't, I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I would venture that most doctors, shouldn't or wouldn't want people to just simply get drugs right like to try other ways and you know washing your hands and doing stuff like that like obviously prevention is key but you know other things like how many episodes of a house where he has to monitor the the people coming into the er whatever the walk-ins um it really shows and again forgive me if there's none of these anymore or (laughs) <laughs> or like in the last six seasons, uh, simply because I have not watched that show in a long time, but I remember my mom watching it <laughs> when I was a kid. Um, I guess I should say a teenager. And yeah, people walk in and they, you know, they're, they're freaked out. Um, I'm blanking on the word, but the people who, you know, I think it's hypochondriacs, the ones who make themselves sick by worrying and anxiety and things like that, you know, not preventable to them. I'm, certain but it's that thing of like well you don't want to prescribe drugs because a lot of reasons like if your body becomes you know acclimatized to having these type of things it's it's similar to the the whole peanut allergy thing that's coming out now and you know i'm a little biased because listen to dr drew and adam crolla but you know they're saying that your kids should be exposed to peanut butter at a young age otherwise these kids who are just like avoided these things and maybe avoided gluten and all this they become intolerant to them later and it's a almost a parent slash self-manufactured allergy again i'm no doctor i'm just interpreting uh, interpreting <laughs> the things that uh, they've said on their podcasts um i'll have to read up on it get back to you but yeah um uh, and that being said, I know how offensive it can be for uh, something to be attributed to you as a parent because there was an article that came out about if you did not breastfeed, your child is more likely to be a diabetic. Um, that's a very, very 
hard thing research to to put on parents, especially when it's not true. Um, I emphasize the not true in that. Um, yeah, and of course, my mom made the joke. She's like, "Well, you got it, and I you were breastfed, so yep." <laughs> but uh, anyways, uh, yeah. So try the tea leaves and try the that home home crock potted recipe or home George Foreman recipe is <laughs> how you cook it. Um, yeah, we'll see. And uh, you know, the different timelines it's it's always so funny, like with an ear infection, I sort of got used to knowing, like while well, I remember the last ones I had, like I probably had a few minor ones when I was older, but I kind of shrugged them off and I think as you get older, you get, you know, more used to pain or more you know, let's say accustomed to it when it is a part of your life in this way. Like I didn't, you know, and I'm not saying like, I was always in pain, but for me, I was, I was always getting ear infections. Like I would get at least five a year. Um, it just happened. Like, and I thought I was wearing all my, you know, earmuffs and all that jazz, but you know, it is what it is. Um, so I can remember with those though, like being up at night and just not being able to sleep because it was just throbbing and like, and you do the remedies and do that. But I was never quite sure how much it helped. Um, for that, you know, they say put on, again, a warm washcloth on the side of your ear and it helps naturally flow um, the process along, I guess, and get the infection out of there and start leaking. Um, yeah, I always remember when an ear infection. Now, this is not an earache, like some might be thinking. An ear infection, you know, is when it genuinely kind of hurts and it throbs and it just gives you this, yeah, not ideal. Um, but when it, it, it would like pop and break and, and then like the infection, I should really watch an ear infection video to be able to, <laughs> I haven't had one in so long, but, um, but when it would pop, like it was just like relief. And yeah, I remember, um, I was just pacing around my basement and just pacing when I was a kid. And it was like two in the morning and I still had school the next day. I was just like, please, please, please. And just like, you know, begging all the powers that be and you know, inventing new ones to just let it go. Like it, it wasn't the most painful thing. You know, it's not like other times when I've hurt myself or done stuff like that. Uh, when I say hurt myself, I, you know, I don't mean self-inflicted unless you define sports as self-infliction, which in case some people do. Uh, but no, I just mean like, you know, like injuries and things like that. Like it didn't hurt as much, but it was those annoying, like chronic pain. Like I, I don't know how people sleep with chronic pain. Like honestly, it was just, it kept me up like the entire night. But then when it broke the ear infection, it was, oh, oh my. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> I was sweet relief. And then, you know, you had to leave a washcloth under your ear so it would drain for the next day. And then it was all sort of weird, crusty. I won't get into that if it's grossing you up. But, um, but yeah, the remedy for that, like the warm washcloth and stuff like that. And, um, prevention, I don't, there's probably a medical term and someone who's in medicine listens to this might be able to tell me. Um, they're basically tubes is what the short name is what I knew them as. Like I had to go get tubes put in at the children's hospital and they were these little, hmm, hmm, I want to say green. Of course it might've been orange another time too. Who knows? Uh, yeah. And like, and then they just, 
they were in your ear and they sort of just prevented ear infections. It wasn't like a guaranteed 100%. But it was little things like I'd, oh, I'd be interested to look them up now. See, I'm having such a flashback episode. Didn't know this was going to be a nostalgia one to the highest caliber. But yeah, they put these little things in. Like it had to be like minor surgery. Um, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like, like let's prep him for surgery. <laughs> but it was, uh, yeah, I remember getting them and they basically had to insert them and to the best of my knowledge, they looked like, uh, um, I don't know, like almost like little uh, nuts in terms of nuts and bolts. Not thinking like nuts like peanuts, but yeah, these little things. And yeah, they were just, I don't know. I don't know if I ever touched one or what they were made of, but yeah, and they, and they naturally worked their way out of your ear. I have no idea how it worked. I don't even know if they still do it and if they think it's medically sound, but it sure worked for me. And, uh, you know, you wouldn't be sick or anything when they came out, like they, you would just, one day, like they would just sort of follow to your ear, like one at a time. Obviously, different ears, not like bloop, bloop, <laughs> like in the cartoons. But yeah, um, thinking about some of the other home cooked from my experience. You know, my, my mom was never one of like a big proponent of like fancy, like fix all, like you gotta have vinegar or you know, not with uh, with sickness. My mom thinks cleaning with vinegar is amazing, and I have to agree. But in terms of uh, yeah, being sick and getting not sick, no, I never really believed in that stuff. There was a few, and there was one, and I cannot remember what this was for, but she swore by it. Um, some sort of head sickness in the sense of, like, I wasn't full body sick. I wasn't, but it was either, like, blocked up, congested, or had a cough, or something like that. And... A boiling bowl of water. Now, for this, I think it was very important to be metal, so it, I don't know, spread the heat, whatever, kept its heat. Uh, and then you put your head over top of it, and then someone puts a towel over your head, and so it's just like you're just circulated in this hot air. Um, I really cannot remember. It was super intense. <laughs> and I think I recommended it to some university. And it's funny, because I don't remember what I recommended it for. <laughs> Someone's got a, got a hangover. I'm like, oh, geez, you got to get this boiling pot of water. <laughs> um, that makes me think of, obviously, I had to include this for all the adult listeners and all those who procure in, uh, the drinking of alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, the hangover cures, I'm sure we've heard a million, and I'll just share a few of the funny ones. I mean, I personally... Um, I deal with hangovers really well, I'd like to say, <laughs> even when they're doozies, um, I just, you just tough them out and that's what I've always done. I think that's the only good way to reliably just get through it. Um, <laughs> yeah, but that be said, let's share some of <laughs> the people I've met things like a lot of people, you know, believe in. Uh, you know, the Gatorade, uh, the electrolytes approach. And I, I don't know, like, I mean, I think it helps. And I think it brings your body back to a sort of not being tired thing. But does it make you, you know, it, it might take away one of the aspects of the hangover. That's that's for sure. But nothing's perfect. Uh, that being said, on my rugby team, we went to a very uh, drunken tournament. Um, I think one of my last years in school, and the thing is Pedialyte. Uh, some of you who are parents might have heard of this, but Pedialyte is basically uh, 
Gatorade on steroids, like it's concentrated electrolytes. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Like I think we only did it the one weekend, but other guys swear by it. But then I'm kind of like, well, if you swear by it, why, why are you not owning a stock of this stuff, <laughs> right? But the funny thing is, is with every cure, there is always a uh, potential danger. <laughs> uh, like all those. Uh, you know, take Lipitor, that's one I hear. So again, apologies if uh, Lipitor, if you're an amazing medication with no side effects, but I, I feel like I've just heard your your name on the TV a lot. So uh, yeah, while I have no medical basis or personal basis for referencing it in this sense, I will use it because, well, you deserve to be bashed because you're advertising so much. <laughs> Lipitor may cause constipation or diarrhea, which I always thought was the most ironic thing, right? And I know people probably say this all the time, but yeah, like what? Like, how is it one or the other? Like, how is it constipation or diarrhea? Like, so if all goes well, they will balance out and you'll have normal poops. <laughs> but a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B, you know? Um, so with Pedialyte and Gatorade, as some of you may or may not know, it can cause constipation. And nothing is funnier than guys sobering up from a rugby team, but they are quite constipated. So it was pretty funny. <laughs> um, other guys I knew, I went to school with this guy, Kevin, and he, uh, friend, we were never roommates, you know, we were, he lived on the floor above me and Rez, and he was one of these guys, went to his house, and he's like, oh, you want to eat dinner? And I was like, oh, sure. And he just made macaroni noodles. And I thought, like, okay, having, you know, macaroni, craft dinner or something like that. Uh, no, we just had noodles. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, you want ketchup? And I was like, what? <laughs> he's like, yeah. I'm like, nope, I want some sort of sauce or flavor. And he's just like, oh, well, I don't know. Like, you don't want to insult someone, but yeah, he just, that's what he ate. I don't know if it was just a school thing where he was poor, <laughs> but Yeah. <laughs> So take that into consideration when I describe his hangover cure, uh, and he swears by this, and I, although I, I should say I have heard other people swear by this, uh, that would be chocolate milk. He absolutely swears by it. Um, now, as some of you may also know, when you drink, especially hard liquor, the, I'll do the sound effect, hopefully you heard that, <laughs> that your mouth is the pasties the next day, chocolate milk is not really what you want you know it makes you think of uh anchorman with a oh milk was a bad choice but yeah that was as absolutely oh, hangover cure and i don't know i've drank chocolate milk and and uh, this goes back to the part of me thinking that i don't know if there's any one cure-all but i'll save my favorite for last favorite cure favorite remedy favorite home-cooked one um I, I still know this guy, I, you know, we still live in the same city, I think, I haven't talked to him in a while, but uh, I would love to have him on simply to podcast about this exact <laughs> belief. This is the definition of home cooked, and if anyone, I mean anyone, that listens to this podcast believes this, I'm not saying you're wrong, I'm saying I would like to have you on this discussion as well, please message me, <laughs> we will schedule a session to talk about this. It'll be a, the miniest mini, or maybe the largest episode we've ever had, depending on how the conversation goes. My friend Johnny, 
believes that the only true way to cure a hangover, the ultimate of all sicknesses, is by doing push-ups. Yeah, now, being scientific-minded, I would see the logic somewhat in it, in that, you know, pushing the stuff through your system faster speeds up metabolism, blah, 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 gets blood flowing. Understand that. But he swears that if you do 40 push-ups for something, you are less hungover, like, almost immediately, not (laughs) long-term. It's like, no more need for all those silly, you know, this is his infomercial seen on TV. Hey, I'm Johnny. No more need for all those silly hangover cures. Chocolate milk, Pedialyte, Caterade, come on. Talk about painkillers, no way. The only natural painkiller is exercise. (laughs) And this whole time he's just in push-up position and he's, you know, straining. (laughs) Uh, I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. Uh, yeah. Let's all try it. <laughs> I'm not hungover right now, but I will go get drunk and then do this for all of you. <laughs> oh, but those are the home-cooked uh, remedies episode and all the different remedies from different people, some close, some far. Let me know yours. Like, I'm sure everyone, you know, like there's the whole vitamin C belief and then medical science says no such thing, no proof. So it's always interested to see where people fall on that sort of spectrum and things like that. You know, it's the age old debate. Uh, I'm just going to start saying a trend and maybe if I get, uh, see, uh, see if I can start a medical trend and like, yep, you got to rub a uh, sweet potato on your big toe to get rid of a sty. It's the only true way. <laughs> and see how many people I can get it trending. And I'll just do a video. And I know how to do video editing. I'll make it look like it worked. <laughs> but yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking with this kind of kooky episode. Uh, just really hit me. Uh, I already have the next one planned out. Maybe recorded early. Um, I really wanted to do it this time. But that was just so much in the zone for this. <laughs> so as you might understand. But again, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, plug at the end is thank you. You know, I always thank you. Until next time, this has been the remedy for whatever ails you, the lighter side of everything, saying bye bye